Okay. Okay. There we go. I see it blinking. There we go. Hey. One second. We're live. Look, guys. Hey, good morning. How's everybody doing? Great. I'm getting tired of this lockdown <laughs> shit, to be honest with you. What? What is it? What this week three or week four? I don't even four. remember. That was week four. We just got week four done um, of stay at home. And I don't always stay home, but when I do, I am ordered to by the governor. <laughs> we got four more weeks of this. Ah, man, I it's really hard to do ten push-ups a week, and uh, now I've got one more month to try to motivate myself to do ten. <laughs> How are you guys been? It's been a while since we had an impossible whopper. Dude, That's it has been a while. I can't. Did you see that Slack that I sent you guys? This is gibberish. I got to figure out how to get this posted. I think I'm going to post on Anchor. I think we're going to start posting on Anchor and I'll get it distributed and everything. So don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, Episode what? What is this? Episode three or episode four? This is episode three. Let's give our four listeners a recap of what we've done before. Wow. You're that generous and you give us four listeners? Our first episode was a. Did you like it of the Academy Award winning best – it won best picture? No, no, no. no uh, sorry. Not pandemic. What's it called? Parasite. What won best picture? Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. Yeah. 1917 was what we first did. And then we took a healthy month off to get our paychecks aligned. And then we did one on the – fill me in. Uh, the Whopper, dude. The Impossible Whopper. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. I knew you were good value. And then we decided to take a month and a half off to let the Impossible Whopper digest. I think a few of you were pretty sick from having a plant-based meal for once in your life. <laughs> Got a bit sick. And I learned a lot about your taste buds, which is they don't exist. The fact that you tasted that fucking shitty whopper and you were like oh that tastes like normal beef to me tells me everything i need to know about your taste buds and they're shot my friend not to be trusted i was too busy really enjoying those chicken nuggets that were rolled like french fries oh yeah those were bad too i gotta admit burger king did not impress me like one bit (laughs) and what's weird is both of you guys are like heavy hardcore burger king Dude, that yeah, Whopper, that's my favorite fast food burger. Yeah, you yeah, remember, I think Matt still has a tear in his eye from that last episode of recalling his. You guys getting all hyped up on the mayonnaise <laughs> and the fucking onions. I got news for you, boys. It's called <laughs> oh. In-N-Out Burger. Oh, I just yeah, think no, that, actually better. <laughs> I just think of that poor 16-year-old who was like, I ain't making nuggets today, I'm making french fries. These bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> and on the ninth day... Chuck from Burger King created the Nugget Fry. Um, yeah, awesome. Well, it, great to be back. We are more than six feet apart, I would say. Um, and we're excited to talk about uh, the next episode. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Heck yeah, we are. And uh, what's the name of our show? <laughs> the name of our show is Did You Like It? And today we're going to discuss if we liked Tiger King. Netflix's new, what do you call it? A docu-series, I guess? Yeah, Yeah, a docu-series, yeah. Yeah, docu-series. Which is new to me. This is my first docu-series experience. You haven't uh, been on board with some of the last Making a Murderer? Yeah, Making a Murderer or... Not for me. That's the one that that comes to mind that was like the big, huge hit from Netflix a few years ago that everybody was watching. 2014, I was a a stay-at-home lawyer that um, Christmas break or summer in Australia, for those who know the northern and southern hemispheres. Um, Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I can't say I saw that, but maybe I should see it. That's a yeah, that's a that's a good one. I mean, so, yeah. Tiger King, uh, full name, The Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. So I got an email about this from Netflix, you know, like, hey, you should watch this. And I was like, hold on. A dude that owns a zoo that's thrown in jail for murder-type charges? What is this? And um, was instantly hooked. It is an extremely crazy story about 
Joseph Malinando Passage, uh, who, if you haven't seen it, owns and runs a, a big cat conservatory, as they're called, or sort of a, a zoo in the uh, depths of Florida. Uh, sorry, Oklahoma. That's right. Oklahoma. And uh, just the interesting tale, if you will, that uh, un- unfolds. And um, it should have been called like the Ballad of Joe Exotic, because that's really <laughs> what it feels like, dude. Like, know, right? <laughs> so many. It's crazy. So crazy. So fun. It. What'd you guys think of it? So without revealing if I liked it or not. Uh, it's a show. It's it it uh I, it was good. It was really good. It was it was super engaging, super interesting. All the twists and turns it takes, um, all the crazy stuff that happens. But uh, really, the thing that got me hooked the most was the characters. The characters are awesome. Like the characters are like you can't even write these these <laughs> characters right. The, 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 I'm sure Hollywood's drooling over these characters and how like crazy and different they are, right? Uh, it's, I feel like I feel like the cast of Dodgeball could just go right into this movie. <laughs> they just the, the the Pythons, right? They just you know yeah. Ben Stiller as as Joe Exotic. I know I've that there's yeah, there's been things going on like who should who should play these who should play these roles and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, it, I think the the one of the really cool things about I guess any documentary, maybe I don't, not all documentaries, but this one, right. How it starts mm-hmm. the, 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 the documentarian, um, who's doing this, Eric good is at a exotic snake purchasing event. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I can't remember if it's Joe exotic or someone from his circus of Joe friends. Exotic. It was somebody else. Someone it's else. Yeah, who's buying it? Is it he's buying it for him, and then goes, "Oh, look what I got!" And lo and behold, he's got one of the most rarest animals in the world—a snow leopard, which is crazy. That was nuts. Oh, that's right. And it was like the, in the hundred twenty degree truck in like Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, you that's know, right. Okay. The things that the the dudes at National Geographic are you know just cry yeah. over when they get that one shot, and then yes. you've got some hillbilly in Florida like, "Yeah, I got it in my truck." <laughs> right. Like, and you just go hold. And then this guy's story just, and I'm not going to say the the word cause it's the buzzword of 2020 and everyone's saying, and I hate it. The story changes direction. Oh, pivots. You oh. Mean pivots. Oh my gosh, dude. I've heard that word eight trillion times and even read it like within two sentences in the wall street journal today. Like everyone, everyone is using pivots and it just makes me sick. I hate that word. Anyways, the story changes direction. Did you like the, the word pivot? <laughs> it is like it is the buzz, the business buzzword right now, and I, everyone says it. I just want to slam my head through my monitor every time I hear it. <laughs> and then I read it in the journal, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are better than this." Uh, but I, I just thought that was a great like to think how this story started. Like you don't these things don't just drop in your lap right he's filming this thing and then all of a sudden because i think it was uh, you know five years in the making yeah right which is which is amazing and so yeah so he's got obviously these cats the focus is you know these lions and tigers and and napoleon dynamites um ligers um and i i think in the in the whole thing of all this of how crazy and you know I feel like 85, 90% of Americans are going to be like, wow, this story is so crazy. It's so cool. And then there's going to be the people who are like, but what about the cats? And I think that's the crazy Mm -hmm. thing. You know, the stat of that there's more cats in American captivity than there are in the wild. Yeah. And I was like, really? Like a considerable amount more. That's that's not a Northwest thing. So uh, I've sort of rambled for a bit, but that, that was sort of just the things that really caught me off at the start was like how this documentary started where it went and yeah matt i 100 percent agree these these characters are just like you know you're just great when when the documentary ends you're just like no i don't want joe to be in jail i want to see more of him i wanted more of the cuban dude who like started a drug running career because he wanted to like fuel his exotic cat obsession like 
<laughs> oh, let me let me just start an entire drug running enterprise so I can buy a damn tiger. Like, I want to know more about that guy. Like, I'm bummed yeah. that he was only in it for like a little episode or whatever he, you know, two episodes. Totally he should. He needs to be. There needs to be a season two. A, yes, one hundred percent. I mean, he went away to prison for like twenty something years and came back and was still doing that shit. He's More the guy that had. The, he's the guy that had the bodyguards at the house when they said, "Sorry, yeah. this is a private residence." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jailer, he was like some big Miami kingpin drug dealer guy. Yeah. So, have, have first off, have any of you guys ever been to a wildcat park? Uh, I think the closest thing I've been to is hmm. uh, Olympic Game Farm Park in in Squim. Squim. Yeah, have you been there? So, I think when I was like two, remind me of what something like that would be. So you have to take the ferry from where we live over the other, over across the the sound. But uh, in Squim, Washington, there's this place called Olympic Game Farm Park and you pay kind of a lot of money. It's kind of expensive, but you stay in your car and you drive through the exhibits. They have like cattle gates to keep the animals apart. But, just, I just see like a lion, just like, well, I'm not going to go eat that zebra. There's a, a cattle gate in front of me. Well, there, well, well, the lions, they have lions and tigers and wolves, but they're all in cages, but you drive next to them. Wow. Don't see them. Uh, and then their big thing is they have like a huge open area with like bison. They have like an exhibit that has like weird yak, yak things in it. <laughs> You've got like uh, elk land, but all the animals rush up to your car because everyone feeds them bread. So, uh, uh, you like the animals, like the Buffalo, like literally will put their heads in your window and, and bring out these giant tongues and like wrap around the bread and bring it into their mouth. Anyways, it's crazy. Kids love it. It's super fun, but that's, that's the closest thing I've ever been to one of these, uh, animal reserves is kind of like a ghettos ghetto zoo, you know, not like a, a private zoo, I guess, not like a public zoo. Hmm, which I didn't know was a thing until I saw this show. I've never heard or seen anything quite like that until this ha- I, I didn't even realize that there were exotic animals like that in captivity that aren't mm-hmm. owned by like I don't know yeah, yeah like a city zoo or something yeah. like uh, I, I don't even know who owns a city zoo I never really thought about zoos in general but I always yeah. imagine they were purchased like owned by the city they might not they're probably not even owned by the city they might I, I don't know who they're owned by but I never imagined that a guy like Zoe, Joe Exotic could have a zoo of him, you know, himself. Yeah, no, I think you can. Yeah, that's pretty you crazy. Can, you can just start and you can be like, hey, Kyle, Reed, and Matt, let's go start our own zoo. And yeah. That's, can. <laughs> that's so crazy to me. Yeah, the laws, the laws about that and just uh, just how many, many there are and people that are just like, well, I'm just going to going to own one so yeah i thought that was i thought that was pretty nuts and i think you know for again that sort of higher population that has no idea about this it sort of takes a second to say like what there is this legal you can do that there's these places right and you see in the in the show like the people that are gathered around the circle and sort of like just petting the the baby tigers and stuff you know and or usually you feel like, oh, I need to go to Thailand, you know, on my honeymoon to go do something like that. No, um, you just need to go to Oklahoma. You just got to go go to the OK State. Yeah, I'm um, guys, bummed that I just got a Labrador puppy and I could have bought a baby, t- you know, bought a baby <laughs> tiger for the same price. Dude, so yeah. Two, three grand? I was like, what? <laughs> like, you're, you're telling me I could have had a tiger for the same price? <laughs> so... Obviously, you've got so for those who haven't seen it, you've got this story of 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 Joe Exotic, your main character, who's sort of he has a reality show, right? And who? What's the reality show's name? Um, Joe Exotic TV. TV. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that what you mean? I mean, there's a one character who's there trying to film a reality show, and then you know, spoiler alert, all the footage gets burned, and that one, you know, they have the explosion. That burns all his footage, and he's oh, that's right. He's got the show. It. He's you doing a documentary on the show. Oh no, I don't think he did it at all. You don't think so? No. Why would he do it? In that he's footage that they showed of that guy walking up to the trailer, it kind of looked like it was his. It kind of looked like him. Maybe it was him walking up to the yeah to the studio for some, some reason. But it doesn't make sense to me that he would do it because he was like, "No, I've 
worked so hard to obtain all this footage and like maybe he wanted out of it. maybe he learned how crazy it really was like what he involved himself in and maybe he wanted a way out yeah maybe like it gets a little weird right like once you start in that world you kind of uh, get tied up in it i mean like uh-huh. look exactly you know you know how it went for all those guys like you kind it kind of just um runs your life you get it you know you're like in a cult base i mean they yeah. said it in the episode you're you're part of a cult so i'm sure at some point you know he was living there right like maybe he was held you know against his will to kind of be there and film that i, I you know maybe he felt that way um granted he probably wasn't physically held down there in any way but maybe there was something up so i don't know i don't know if he did or if he didn't but um Maybe at that point he realized he wasn't going to make shit off of the reality TV show anyway, and decided to to bounce. I don't I don't know what his motive would have been, but right. that sticky situation. Yeah, yeah. And then you know why would Joe? I, I kind of understand why Joe would want to get rid of the footage, but like burning his alligators, like he seemed like I don't know. That's the problem. That, he started losing. Like yeah, I was like, oh, he he loves animals. Why would yeah. He bring- but then by the end he's like i don't even care about animals anymore i was like dude and then they the killer though for me is like the last clip of showing young joe when he's like i just want to like save tigers and save them all from and you know yeah people breed him i'm like dude your heart changed so much yeah you had good intentions so many people have good intentions but like yeah drugs and like honestly like hate that bitch carol baskin <laughs> I mean, she manipulated the shit out of that man, dude. It is crazy. So let's let's take yeah. a pa- let's take a let's take a semi pause real quick. Okay. So obviously, if you're listening to the show, we've just spoiled the whole thing, which is fine because you're listening to us for the banter and the excitement. <laughs> but I'm just gonna say you've got you've got several stories, and let's just sort of talk about e- let's let's spend five seconds talking about each one. So you've got Carol yeah. Baskin. We'll talk about her. You've got our friend. Doc and Antio, who's Kyle's role model, right? Having 17 <laughs> wives. Um, you've got, um, yeah, the, the Miami guy. You've got. Um, you have that dude. other guy, Spike or something? The guy down in. Uh, they show him a little bit. The guy that always has a monkey on him. Yeah. I forgot his name. <laughs> That's so crazy. And then you have Jeff. You have Jeff. Um, Jeff Vegas, the guy. Oh, yeah. Jeff Vegas, yeah. What's oh, his yeah. name though? Jeff uh, starts with an L. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So let's. So you've got all these sort of sort of side stories in this weird world of like the connection. I guess it's any sort of you know sort of group like the the other cat conservative conserva, conservatives conservatives. Conser- right. Yeah. Right. Who they've got their little cult and they're sort of protecting each other, but. Yeah, you know, Kyle, you sort of hit on it. This this hatred to a woman named um, Carol Baskin, who she's the owner of a uh, company called Big Cat Rescue, <laughs> and she uh, is is the the purest of the of the cat. Um, I mean, and she's full of shit. Like basically, right. she's full of shit. She's give doing us, exactly what Joe Exotic's doing. Give it. What's what's her backstory? Well, her I guess she, she is... killed her husband way back when. Supposedly. <laughs> well, actually, what? Do you guys think she did? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Okay. That chick is yeah. psycho. Um, yeah, there's no question in my mind. But I guess she calls herself an animal. What do they call themselves? Animal. Um, Warrior. Kind of, yeah. Advocate. Advocate, yeah, I guess so. So, yeah, she's trying to basically abolish, you know, the abuse of big cats. I guess just exotic animals in general in the United States. Um, yeah. You know, the idea of and, and she originally started attacking Joe on account of the cub petting. That was her really big thing. Yeah. Was you know she would Joe would raise these young cubs and he would basically just charge people to come pet the young cubs. Yeah. And so she really grabbed onto that as like her, you know, kind of her soapbox and like fought that pretty hard. And then eventually I think it kind of molded itself into just cats in general. Mm -hmm. But I mean, she was doing the same shit at her animal park. So basically what would happen is she would write, she would, she would save rescue quote unquote, these animals and then move them to her own park 
mm-hmm. um, where she would, I guess, rehabilitate them. I don't really know. I that was one thing I, I was kind of bummed about. What'd you say? I think her her whole thing was it's like a retirement form, so they live out the rest of their days here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. With she okay. charges money for people to come and see him, which yes makes sense. You gotta you gotta feed your tiger somehow. But uh, yeah, any sort of any sort of profiting off of it, I think that that's pretty wrong. But I don't know. She seemed in the first episode. I was like, oh, she's gonna be the hero of the story. <laughs> in the episode, you realize, wait, there's way more to this story. And the you got on to the fact that she fed her husband to the tigers. Yeah. The second episode is like the first episode I watched, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, I guess this is a show. I guess I'll watch the second episode." The <laughs> second episode is when I was like, "Oh, this is a show." <laughs> There's this goes way deeper than 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 first appearances. So good on the director for like kind of holding holding those story bits and pacing it the the way they did because man, they did a fantastic job, honestly. Yeah, it was just like literally fed to them all these all these characters and then you know her carol's carol's husband uh who sort of has a you know her semi bodyguard and just the you know the weirdness of 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 all of that and then you've got you know the the doc and teal the the other um conservationist who's you know they're got seven wives and brings all these women in to help do the shows and Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're calling him like the, not a God, but a savior or something. Oh yeah. He had some name that was like a, a guru type name or something. Yeah. Like that. Very, very cultist. And you're just thinking what? Right. And it, it just sort of keeps drawing you in, but they're all sort of doing the same, the same sort of stuff. And, you know, it's a, it's a small time, it's a small time thing. It sort of feels like, but now yeah. that all these sort of people are, you know, exposed and popular, you wonder what's going to, what's going to happen with, with them. Uh, Jeff Lowe, Kyle was, Jeff was Lowe, his, thank you. Jeff left Jeff Lowe was his name. Who's the, the Vegas guy who comes to, uh, you know, save the thing. And I don't know, during this whole thing, I was sort of like, wow, they must be, he must be pretty rich. Right. He might, yeah. you think, and then you sort of go on and, you know, he lives just at the slums. I mean, one of my favorite scenes is the cast who's saying that they make hundred bucks a month or something like that, which is not my favorite part, but then yeah. like, what do you, what do you, what are you eating? And he said, well, the Walmart meat truck comes Walmart and dumps truck. all the expired meat and half we feed it to the animals and half we eat it ourselves. For it first. Oh my <laughs> God. And that are still frozen. Score dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. So their their guts were just made of s- s- iron clad, and uh, yeah, just some really, but just really weird living conditions. And then the other thing too, there was never like a thing that popped up that said, "Oh, you know, veterinarian, right?" There's no yeah resume like to be. A- They're like all ex cons that are like tranking these tigers <laughs> and shit. There was a scene where Joe Exotic, I think, towards the end, right when he's when he catches on that Jeff Lowe's going to fuck him up basically. And then he starts yeah. like grabbing all the tigers at night and shit. And there's like a scene of him just stabbing Trank a tiger, taking a tiger in the ass. I'm like, how, how does this guy know where to, st- I would not know where to stick a needle in a tiger to get that yeah. thing to even affect. Right. Like to your point, Reed, where's the background on these guys. Right. That, that, that it was the, and I'm sure, I'm sure that, the zoologists and veterinarians that are watching this are like, hold on, how are you? Are you properly feeding them? They're not showing the preg- the mating or the pregnant, you know, yeah. moms and the the that females. The cubs away from the tiger, right? Is she had them? Yeah. So, Which and and maybe they had a lot of that footage and they and maybe they didn't want to, you know, to show it. Uh, and the, but, but also maybe it again in the industry of like, Hey, this, this is going on. And I get it. People get excited. How fun would it be to, you know, play with a, a baby cub? You know, I get it. But then you sort of see some of the other things, but that was the one I was like, where is there a veterinarian? Is he a veterinarian? No, he's just some dude who's bleaching his hair, you know, just having a, having a good time, you know, filming, filming his show. But yeah, I kept thinking they were like, you know, millionaires and stuff, but yeah. 
think, how do they keep this place open? Who's running their books? <laughs> That's the part I didn't get is where did America or people in general get their obsession with petting exotic animals? Like, that's it's never rare. been on my bucket list, right? To like go up to a baby tiger and pet it. I mean, would I you want to ride an? Would you want to ride an elephant if you could? I, I'm indifferent. Yes, I would. Yeah, you would. I mean, that that's big, yeah. and you know, yeah. Thailand. They've I'd say that because a lot of Australians go there for their honeymoons, and yeah, yeah, that's one of the things you can go there and and ride them. But mm-hmm. then there's some places that they say don't go and ride them because it's promoting. You know, yeah. the same thing as the tiger petting. So go to the, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's these animals that you just get to see from behind a, a cage, then you get to inter- interact with them. And I think just a, a big cat, knowing yeah. what it's going to be to be like, wow, I get to hold a, hold a tiger. This is cool. Well, I remember being on vacation in Mexico once, and I remember seeing a sign that was like, get your picture taken and pet a baby, a, a tiger kitten for like 30 bucks. I was like, oh, that'd be fun. But like, didn't even give it a second thought of like, no, that's terrible. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah no way. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, after seeing this documentary, I definitely am more, feel like I'm more educated and wouldn't do it. But yeah, I mean, know, they do I, that I, with the I, dolphins I type shit, right? Like all yeah. the time. Like, and you never really think, oh yeah, the dolphins I did always that. like being pet by a bunch of fucking humans all goddamn yeah. day, right? Like, yeah, I did that on my honeymoon and spent way too much money on that. <laughs> like 600 bucks for like 10 minutes yeah and then they wanted me to buy the hundred dollar dvd i was like are you kidding me oh my gosh yeah it's really it was that was but, a no but they, they were happy though those dolphins those dolphins were happy <laughs> you could tell oh, were they? Yeah, yeah, they, they, tell they just you? jumped they jumped out of the cage and swam in the ocean at the very end so that was all right <laughs> <laughs> they just they One just came that- that I found super interesting was that the scene where the reporter, I think in the last episode, she's like, you know, we report on the news all the time. Anytime a human do terrible things to each other, nobody cares. But the second we report on something that's like animal abuse, people Mm. get in arms. (laughs) Why is that? You know, I was just like thinking about that a little bit. And I'm like, why is that? That we're like, I think it's because animals don't have control over their own, I, I asked Danny the same thing. Danny's very, very sensitive when it comes to animals, but not not as sensitive when it comes to humans. Like if I fall and eat shit, right, she's laughing her ass off. But as soon as Trout like stumbles down the stairs, it's like, oh, oh my God, you know, and it's like, it's like the worst, you know, it's like the worst thing. But her rationale is that humans should be smart enough to avoid those things. But animals are like, you know, they're in a situation where they're kind of innocent, right? Like there's nothing. Yeah. If you're putting a tiger in a cage, the tiger doesn't really have a chance against a human being. Like, it, sure. you know, it's not up to them. So that's her argument. And I, I can kind of see that um, in terms of, yeah, animals like are literally just like, like there was that scene at the very end where he was talking about those chimpanzees that he kept apart for yeah. 10 years. And I was like, damn, dude, like that is so. And the fact that he acknowledged that. Yeah, made it really sad, right? You know, he kept two, what, just chimpanzees across from each other for ten years, and they couldn't even touch each other. And then as soon as they're let free, they all they wanted to do was like hug each other. And it's like, fuck, man, like you're just pushing your will on these animals. It's rough. Yeah, the animal obviously point of view in this was not a focus not i don't think in a in a, i don't think the director in a bad way was doing it i mean obviously the characters there was so much craziness going yeah. on but i think that's the yeah and kyle that, that was i i forgot about that part that's a good sort of ending it's like hey stupid humans like just you know let us be but then i also was sort of like oh well why are there so many endangered and there's so many in america now they probably shouldn't be living in vans in florida that was my that was my problem i was like great for the fact that there are five thousand to ten thousand that exist outside of the wild like i like the fact that there's a stat you know like the stat isn't there are only four thousand remaining no there are plenty more there are fourteen thousand potentially remaining but those ten thousand aren't be aren't being treated the right way you know like why not start to rebuild that wild population like why does that number have to dwindle while in the states we're breeding these things for fun you know um it's for our enjoyment yeah no i after i seen that stat i was like there should be no tigers in america yes in public zoos and maybe that's it 
but no private ownership. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. We're going to have situations like that. I, that thing that happened in Ohio, was that in Ohio where that guy uh, let yeah, out? Yeah, That's, I need to see a show on that. That's interesting. I remember when that happened and thinking, really? Nuts. Oh yeah. Give, yeah. What's the, give us the summary of that again. He just kind of went nuts and he let all his animals out and then he killed himself. So he had like 50 animals from bears to lions to tigers to wolves and he let them all out. And uh, the cops showed up and killed most of them. And I think a few got away, but I think the cops ended up hunting most of them down. The, Zan- just- the Zansville Zoo. That's it. And uh, it was just a big fiasco because like the cops didn't want to do it, but they're like, no, it's it was like five o'clock. It was starting to get dark. They're not going to let all these animals escape in a neighborhood in the middle of the night. I mean, this sounds like it could be a interesting movie, <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, that was, that was crazy. And is that kind of stuff going to happen more if we, we can't stop tiger ownership? Anyways, well, I think there was a bear, like some bears too. Yeah. yeah it would have been interesting to see all the different animals that he had. Cause the focus was the, the big the cats. But then yeah. when he sort of walked around, you saw there was, I mean, I saw some bears at one point and you think, yeah, how, who's monitoring these, you know, and, and then there's accusations that, um, you know, they would kill the cubs or some of the big ones when they were, you know, yeah. no longer, but you got to feed them. Right. And oh, man, I don't, I don't know. So there's, there's a lot of, <clears throat> I'm sure a lot of questions um, that have come from it, but it was, it was what a six part um, seven, series. Seven, seven part. Seven part series. I mean, I was I was hooked. We were smashing out two, three a night. Um, and that's why, and that's why you know it became about the money, right? It, Joe Exotic shouldn't own two hundred and twenty six tigers or whatever that number was, right. right? Like there, there's no if you have a passion for owning an exotic animal or like you know um, the idea is to protect them, you don't breed them. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I guess you. Yeah, it's it's a slippery slope, um, the whole breeding process, and that and that's what upset me about the Carol Baskins thing, is yeah. she she was breeding tigers or big cats at the beginning of her career. Yeah, so that then you suddenly how to do it. Yeah. yeah, so then you suddenly become oh no, I'm d- I'm done with that part of my life now. I want to save these cats. So it's like wait, yeah. what? You've already, you know overpopulated the system whatever you've done you know you've done your damage now you can't just wipe your hands clean and become like this this saint yeah um and by no means she's saying maybe she did but yeah i mean that one video was pretty damning for her besides the fact that she probably killed her husband (laughs) dude uh so i got a question for you guys i want to hear from you who your favorite major character was and who your favorite like side or slightly uh, minor character was in the series. So think about that for a second. I, I think for me, my, my favorite character, major character definitely has to be Joe. I just think he was like so crazy, flamboyant, so interesting to like, you know, the, uh, I think I was telling you earlier, Kyle, that like, he's not just like a good guy or a bad guy in a movie. Like everything's so great. <laughs> right. But he's like charismatic and you still like him, even though you know, he does like terrible things. It was interesting to watch like the dynamic of him. And, and uh, so he's definitely the most interesting to me. And I'm sure that's why everyone probably thinks that that's why the documentary is named after him. But, and then as far as uh, minor characters, I really like the Asian guy who got his arm cut like ripped off. That's a <laughs> I girl. Know. I think he has a chance. No, uh, sorry. That, it, it, she, she's going by he. She's oh, oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, they tweeted that the other day because I thought it was a girl too. <laughs> so, oops, sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see the peace. preferred pronoun. Yeah, preferred pronoun is he. But uh, he was my fa- I don't know why. I just like thought... He was cool and like uh, got his arm ripped off, and I was like, "Oh, I was back to work five days later." I was like, "You are nuts!" <laughs> I don't and the know. great thing, and the great thing is, they had it all on camera too. Yes, you can either you can either rebuild it or we can just cut it off now. He's like, "Fuck it, cut it now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that. I don't know. How about you spend the time and you rebuild my fucking arm? Yeah, right. <laughs> but he was just like, "Nope, I just want to go back to work." Yeah. Uh, 
anyway, that, that was my favorite minor character. But anyway, what, what do you think, Kyle? Minor character-wise, there was a dude with long hair that oh, actually yeah. seemed to really care about the animals that I really one like. Dug or that the, guy. Or the, other, or the other guy who sort of... Um, the guy with no he, legs? There's that guy. He had long hair too, but then there's the other sort of surfery type dude. No, the surfery dude who kind of looked a little drugged out. At the end, they showed him like yeah. sitting on a bed with like a tiger behind him. Oh, yeah, he, he was, was like, hand boned. He got because he had to go to court, I think. So he and was, he was really yeah. sad, dude. Like I genuinely think he cared about the tigers. Like he had pictures of him with the tigers, and you know, really sounded passionate about what he was doing. And there was a lot of footage of him in the documentary where he was running around taking care of the animals and. Right. I really think it was something for him, you know, um, yeah. therapeutic or, you know, and he was probably, it felt like he was doing it for the right cause. So he was hands down my favorite, like minor character. Yeah, I like that guy too. He's great. Um, and then my favorite character, I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really have a favorite character. <laughs> not, not a favorite major character? No. I kind of hate, hated them all at the very end. Yeah. Even Doc Andel? One hundred percent. You're just jealous of his life, huh? One hundred percent, dude. There was a tiger that they showed at his place that looked like it weighed like fifteen hundred pounds. Did you see that? <laughs> a liger? It was, maybe it was a liger. It looked like it swallowed another tiger. It was like insane. I was he, like, was, he was not happy to call it a liger too. Remember, he was sort of yeah, like, is, "Yeah, man. well, it is a liger." Yeah, yeah. liger. Uh, I, I random. I have a random fact that they, they like lack a growth hormone or something like that that makes them keep growing their entire lives. So that's why they get so bad, so oh. big. Yeah. He said that thing. The one that they were petting in the documentary. He said, "What did he say?" He said that thing is going to weigh like nine hundred pounds and be yeah. like, you know, five feet tall or some crazy yeah. fucking stat. I was like, what? Yeah, when you breed a lion and a tiger together, they they're like a genetic anomaly, and they grow super big. For a, yeah, they, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, I um, I mean, who's your major characters? Joe and Carol, and yeah, I was trying to think of the major character. Yeah, the name and Joe, Carol, Doc Andles, and uh. What's his name? The bad guy, the the real bad guy, the guy who comes in at the end. Jeff. I like the other dude, the dude that Jeff Lowe, the guy that, the guy that Jeff Lowe fucked over at the very end. I like that guy, the guy with the monkey on his shoulder, and then he just fucking flipped him off, and he's like, "Fuck you!" He says something to Jeff Lowe at the very yeah. end. I, was like, I I hope we like have a check in in like five years to see like where everybody's at because I think all of them will be in prison. But I'm yeah. curious to see to see. Yeah, when Jeff when Jeff when Jeff came in, I was sort of excited, like, "Ooh, this guy! Oh, who's this guy?" Yeah, right. And then the douchebaggery just picked up picked up real fast. Yeah, he's definitely um, the villain of the whole series. I thought. Oh, for sure. And um, but I, I, we sort of forget, you know, the other story that Joe runs for governor of Oklahoma and got <laughs> and gets fifteen percent of the vote. I forgot. Uh, about, I forgot that. Um, and you go, what does that say about Oklahoma? But um, well, he ran for president too. Yeah, that's right. But quickly, didn't he? I don't. I, I remember the the. Yeah. Anyways, I yeah. I I think that the character is great. I um. Uh, you sort of I don't know. You see that and you sort of laugh and you go. But then, like I don't know if I would ever be that mean to you know. I would never be that mean to someone like Carol if that was me. But then you watch it and you're like, oh okay, like this is fun, fun to watch, right? But you don't want your kids saying, I want to be Joe Exotic when I get older. No way. Um, no. He should be no one's hero. Or, or anyone in that show, really. I mean, even, you know, Carol seemed kind, but then her sort of cult of like, I've got all these volunteers who wear the different shirts and yeah. I don't know who they are. Right. It, this is a, a, a big responsibility to own animals like this. Right. That's why we don't all own these animals. And I feel like every average Joe exotic was like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna run this place right and it all it takes is some shot of perfume on your foot before you gets ripped off um you know like these people have no training of any of these animals whatsoever so it just yeah it makes it sort of like seem well that's fun and then you go like 
oh no, like I don't want to live that life. I'm glad I'm watching this from here and, you know, not interacting. So long, I mean, character, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I thought they were all great. I, I don't have a favorite. I, yeah, I definitely want to see a, a second series. I don't know if there's going to be a second series, right? Because I think it's it's all sort of happening. It almost just seems to be a one episode of like, here's where they are now and just, and just what happened versus filming them um, <clears throat> um, some more. But I think, yeah, some of the, you know, his, um, uh, his uh, campaign, you know, advisor, whatever, um, who's, who follows him along. And the guy who comes in a bit late in the story was, was interesting. And I used to be the manager of the, the gun section at Walmart. And now I'm Joe Exotic's campaign manager. Um, it's just, you know, just, it's just nuts. But um, yeah, it was a, a, a really interesting, really interesting story. And uh, do you think, I, at yeah. the end of the whole thing, um, Joe was guilty. In, in guilty of what? Let's remind the. Uh, I think it was listening. right. He he was under prosecution of planning, basically planning the attack on Carol Baskin to get her killed. Right with that Attempt, alley guy. Murder. Uh, attempted murder. Yeah. Do you believe it was him, or do you be, do you think it was um, Jeff Lowe setting him up? No, I think it was him. Really? Yeah. I think I think there were other yeah. parts, but I, I think, think it was a lot of Jeff Lowe pushing it. But um, I don't know, man. It's hard to tell because he had I mean, such hatred for her. But the problem is, is the hatred for her. The hatred for her was there from the get go and he didn't do anything about it. Right. And then he does something about it once Jeff Lowe comes into his life. And this weird guy, Alan, and Alan said he fucking hated Joe Exotic, and then you're telling me at the end of their little thing, Alan was down to do something. You know, it just kind of got weird. And then Alan left and didn't go all the way to Florida and took the money. Like, okay, so if, you know, Jeff Lowe probably got that three grand back, whatever that. There was a lot of, like, weird things going on where I don't know if Joe Exotic really would have gone through with it. Like, I think, I mean, he threatened her so much. He probably. He would have done it before then, I guess, is my thought. Yeah. Like, that was weird. Like, why suddenly once Jeff gets introduced to the, you know, picture and all this kind of crazy shit happens, does he finally grow a pair and decide to do it? Right. Yeah. Pressure. So So, do you you think he should be in jail or no? I don't think he should be in jail for for what he was... Uh, you know, for what they said he should be in jail for, I think he should be in jail because of what he's done to the animals and things like that. Yeah, no. Like, I think that's wrong. Um, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, killing the five tigers, right? Like, all the other, he had a bunch of other offenses, like 29 other animal abuse offenses, like yeah. that 100%. <laughs> but I don't think he tried to reach out to that Allen dude to try to get her killed. Sure. I mean, granted, I don't think any threatening and shooting a fucking you know doll on your tv show with a magnum to the head is something you should be doing but i <laughs> that's insanity she carol had some balls to yeah I mean, like to have those death threats and she was the whole time very calm hey all you cool cats and kittens <laughs> yeah so i in the i mean that was the weird thing too. I mean, yeah, right. Not if if my head was on someone and someone did that, I'd be pretty rattled. I'd be calling. Yeah, the yeah. Uh-huh. That, that's how you know she's insane. You know what I mean? Like, there's only <laughs> there's only one other. There's one person that can deal with that and probably succeed in that is somebody who else who has also killed her husband. You know, like mm-hmm. who's who probably yeah. It's like you know what? I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want people investigating me. Yes, exactly. There had to be something there. Because if yeah. she was if she was normal, you'd one hundred percent contact the cops. The fuck, you know, you would do all that kind of stuff to try to get that to end. I would think if that happened yeah. to me, that's one hundred percent what I would do. If I had somebody doing that to me. Well, let's let's get to the um, the title of the well, show. So, wait, one more question. Sorry, I got one more question oh, for you. <laughs> uh, what was like your? What was the moment to you where you like? the craziest moment of the whole series where you're like, that was nuts. I can't believe that happened. Uh, for me, it has to be when Travis shot himself. Uh, Joe Exotic's what? Second, second or third husband. 
second, uh, second yeah yeah his second husband when he accident, accidentally quotation mark shot himself that to me was like jaw on the floor what the crap i cannot believe that just happened i knew he was dead i called that he was dead on the second episode you did yeah i didn't because he wasn't in any he wasn't, yeah he wasn't being interviewed yeah at all. so i was like okay so somehow between now and the end he mm, has to die yeah. so that to me was just like the most like what i mean it makes sense but at the time watching the series i was like that is nuts and tragic and sad and i can't believe how it happened but anyways what did you guys think what was the moment for you where you're like this is nuts this is crazy um i i think that for me it was the just the the transition of the actual story like being at that snake at that snake farm and then being uh, like oh what do you got in your trunk and he's like i got a snow leopard right and i mean yeah how there's the rarity of those animals to then uh, <laughs> um you know change direction of the story i just think like yeah the the documentary was not intended to be what it was yeah and it was talking about one thing and then it was wow look at this you know the super rare hidden this hidden cat industry and and all and i guess i guess how much it's going on and and they looked at five six different characters and there's and there's probably way more you know the scene where shaquille you know shaquille o'neal is walking through obviously you know just talk he's talking smack to to make Joe Exotic happy, but you know, it's like, wow. Oh, people own tigers and stuff. That was the thing from, yeah, just how many rich people there are that have big backyards who have these animals that, that no one knows about. So I think, mm-hmm. I think that was, I mean, overall was, the, was the craziest thing. The other thing I think was just when Joe Exotic made a pizza with the Walmart meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so good. This is the best darn pizza in the world. <laughs> At the very end, he said there was something that uh, – what did he say? I'm trying to remember off of your last point, Reed, where you were talking about the documentary going a different way. But I'm forgetting what the, – the, the director said something, but I'm forgetting. Damn. What about you, Kyle? What was the, your like, oh, crap moment? Shocker moment? Shocker moment, yeah. Um, hmm. I mean – Probably when he started running for president. <laughs> I was like, what? Anybody can run for president? I was pretty shocked by that. Um, they say 17 million Americans or 17,000 Americans write Mickey Mouse in every year. Really? I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That was pretty shocking. There was, it, there was just, it was shocking moment after shocking moment. I what what I was gonna say to your point, Reed, is that you said that um you know there are other people doing it. I like that at the very end, Joe just basically is saying he's down to sell everybody out, right? He said he's got thirty seven names that he's gonna give to the whoever he needs to give the names to to track those people down. So I thought that was interesting that uh, there's that many things that you know people he's probably sold tigers to people he knows he breed probably people he bought tigers from so mm-hmm. um i guess maybe the most surprising honestly the most surprising thing was probably that last end statistic that said five thousand to ten thousand tigers in the u.s are in, are in the united states i think that was yeah. probably the most surprising moment of the entire documentary i was i was shocked because you hear a lot from these animal activists and things like that that oh the tigers are you know, there's only three of them that exist, but we don't know. You know, those stats only say what's recorded in the wild, but there can be these underground. Now I now I know about these underground trades that, you know, there could yeah. be a lot more existing. So that was kind of surprising, I guess, to me. Yeah. And I've heard I've actually heard that Carol Baskins is really angry about this documentary. I heard that. I read that article, too. But is that because same, she's not seen in good light and probably it yeah. has. The whole episode about how she basically killed her husband is not good for her. But honestly, <laughs> like this is this documentary is so popular, so viral, so uh, well known now. I'm I'm almost wondering if this is going to help that leg- legislation get passed. You know, her goal, her goal yeah. will be accomplished because of this, and so maybe it'll equal out, and she won't be as well, mad. Look, well, Kyle didn't see it. I mean, look at making a murderer. Um, which was a docu, yeah, the docu series in 2014, and there was you know two two guys thrown in jail, and one of them got out basically 
essentially from so much petition basically of, of outcry but you know we were all armchair lawyers right oh the, you know, the facts made it look like this and i thought it was a, a i mean yeah it was quite one-sided that thing so here right it's it's digging in maybe she'll have her have her story if she wants to yeah i mean maybe there's nothing to say like this is what happened he said he went away and and that was that they could probably dig in more to the the flight records and so forth of, of what they said but um yeah i mean there's a lot of skeletons in all these people i mean again they're all criminals who basically worked there they, if they wanted to dig in more they could um and in the article that's what she was complaining about was that she thought this casted a poor light on her cause quote unquote but to your point matt i actually think it maybe it it maybe does the opposite what yeah, I mean, in the article that I read about what she was yeah. talking about, she was saying that, you know, this makes her look poor. And she was expecting the documentary when she first viewed it, cause. she was expecting it to inv- advance her cause and not, you know, make her look kind of like a thief. And, you know, I think it made PETA look good, but it didn't make her look good, uh, uh-huh. which upset her. I mean, I love that line where PETA at the very end of the documentary basically said, if we catch wind of you doing something, we're going to get you no matter, like we won't stop until we track you down. You know, uh, <laughs> there was that lady sitting there interviewing, which they had yeah. very little part in the, uh, in, in the interviews, but I thought that was an interesting line because I think they're really going to start cracking down, which is good. Yeah. I think that legislation should pass. I don't think people should own these animals. I don't think there should be any in the U S it's all the conservation and effort and money should be sent yep. to India, to Africa, you know, stuff like that. So if you want to see a tiger, go to India. If you want to yeah. see a lion, go to Africa. Or a zoo. I, I guess or what what does a zoo do with, are they rehabilitation centers for these animals? Or like, why is a tiger no. in a zoo? Because it's probably uh, been rescued from a Joe from Exotic. What, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. That's what my guess was too. And they're, they are, you know, trying to breed them to give, I mean, I don't think any of these are going back, but yeah, I think, and to educate the world on how the ones that are in, in the wild need to be protected. And Hey, if you can't go to India, here's one, you know, I, I think zoos do a good job. Yeah. You know, they have veterinarians and they feed them. It's information. Yeah. It's education. A lot of times zoos have the last species. I watched the 60 minutes of this uh, National Geographic photographer who goes around the world and just documents animals. I'll have to send you guys the link. It's really awesome. But he is seriously taking pictures of some of the last species on Earth, which is really sad, but they're only found in zoos. So why don't they take those animals and try to put them back in the wild, I guess? is a- They do. They do. Uh, okay. It's not. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really hard, but I know... Or like, for example, the Portland Zoo has a big condor program. Okay. So they're trying to breed California condors and get them released back in California. Uh, I know there's a few zoos that have uh, been essential in getting like white or black rhinos populations increases and releasing them back into the wild. So yeah, there's there's efforts to do that. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I think it's honorable, but. Yeah, I love no. going to the zoo. Danny doesn't like going to the zoo, so I'm trying to figure out a way to sell it on going to the zoo. <laughs> have you been Have you been to Woodland Park yet? No, that's why I want to go. Oh, yeah. It's oh, awesome. That's cool. Woodland Park's cool. The uh, gorillas eat their poop. It's really fun. <laughs> well, let's let's do our let's do our D-I-L-I. D-Y-L-I. Out of uh, our rating system, which goes from hate to dislike to meh, to like, to love. Uh, what did you think? So who wants to go first? Kyle, what did you think? On, on, uh, I... did you like it? Um, I liked it. I liked it. Liked it. Um, yeah. I liked it from the standpoint that I think it was entertaining TV and it made me, I think it was enlightening. I think that was another reason why I liked it, but I disliked it because it was, it was pretty sad. It was pretty sad, pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's no way of getting around that part. Like, yeah, I get that. It, it did feel like a, like a rea- not a reality TV. Sh- yeah. Kind of like a reality TV show for a little while, but at the base of all of it, there's, it re- highlights a lot of problems that we have mm-hmm. um, as a nation, you know, just in general, I guess. So 
that was kind of depressing. But uh, other than that, I thought it was entertaining television, to say the least. So you give it, it was a, a like. perfect quarantine. It was a perfect quarantine show to binge yeah. watch on a Sunday. Agreed. Yeah, Reed, I liked it. Reed, what did you think? I loved it. I was hooked. Loved I, it. Loved, I was hooked. I loved, loved the characters, loved the story. So many questions. I'm still talking about it with people still laughing about it. I mean, I know this is obviously real life for, for some people and stuff, but um, really, really interesting. And I feel like it had the same impact that, again, like making a murder did that people are like, oh, you know, just my, uh, this is the only information about this story. And, and he's guilty and she's innocent. Right. And so um, it just did a good job of really just, um, you know, bringing me in all these different characters. It's just, I was looking at my wife every five minutes, like what they said that, what they do that, what they eat that, what? And I mean, yeah, it's just a different part of America. Maybe it's normal in, in Oklahoma to do some of those things. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I was I, re- I really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I I hope they don't do a second season. I just hope that they maybe do just a, a, a follow up because it, it doesn't need a whole second season of. I'm sure the animals could could use the uh, the alone time. So yeah, I I, I loved it. Nice, Matt. Well, what do you got? I'm I. Uh... I think the first episode I liked and then it wasn't until the second episode that I changed my, I pivoted to a love. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I think for me, it was like, I think there was so much care in the way that the documentary guy made it and edited it and cut the story together to make it so interesting. So I could appreciate that outside of the whole story and craziness of it. But, yeah, as Kyle, you're saying, super entertaining. I thought the characters were compelling. I think that so much of it I would think about throughout the day because I, I actually sit, tried to savor it. I would only watch one episode a night, uh, you know, even though I really wanted to watch more just to kind of extend it out. And uh, so then I would think about the episode I watched the next day for a long time. And I, and uh, you know, it was a lot to think about, a lot of characters. I think the whole like theme of no one's super evil or no one's super good, everyone's gray was an interesting theme that played out throughout the characters in the story. And man, Joe exotic. He's just such a guy. So what's that, what's that line from the dark Knight where, uh, if you don't Why like so you live curious. long enough, no, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Right? Yeah. Isn't there like something in there about that? that? Like that you either die a hero or you live long enough to oh, see yourself become a villain. Become That's literally villain. what yes. happened to Joe. That happened to Joe. And they, that was cemented when they showed the clip of him super young talking about how he wants to conserve tigers and yeah. stop people from breeding them. I'm like, you became the thing you were trying to stop. Yeah. Which was a cool story to see. So yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, uh, you know, I ended up caring all about the characters and, to me, it was just as a character study was just so successful and fun to watch. So I give it a love. Damn. So that means you got to go out and watch it right now if you haven't seen it. Yeah. And I mean, we spoiled the entire thing. So if you haven't <laughs> seen it, you're pretty much. Uh, well, you can you can watch the Cliff Note version, but. Yeah. This is good, and we are we are one minute and thirty seconds under an hour. So good for us. What um, what do we have on store? What do we have on, on store next time? Because I think we can start doing this a bit more frequently. I mean, I know that Matt and I have children, but uh, so our schedules are a bit more um, unflexible than Kyle's, uh, who's just trying to update all the. Well, first, I want to thank our unofficial spe- uh, sponsor, Taco Bell. Taco Bell, baby. Yeah. Mm. Thanks, thanks, Taco Bell, for live outside open. the cage. Staying open, dude. Quarantine. Kyle, have you had Taco Bell yet? Or you well, been... I had it like two days ago, man. Nice. <laughs> That's the one thing I can't live without. I told Danny, I said, I'm going to die. If I don't get to a Taco Bell in the next 24 hours, I'm going to I'm gonna drive this car off a bridge. Where's their, gra- where's their ground Bell. beef from? Is that Walmart? <laughs> Taco Bell. I think it's a mix of those. Um, yeah, no, we can start, let's, let's try to do weekly. Let's just do like Fridays or Saturdays. I mean, I'm down for like a, what about like a Saturday morning type thing? Sunday morning? Early-ish? No? You guys are all night guys. You no, I'm a morning, I'm a morning guy, but I got, 
I'm on that kid lockdown, dude. I know. Yeah. Seven oh five. All right. So let's just stick with eight thirty on Fridays. And awesome. I started. Wow. And I started. What and I the want people you listening guys to this do, are like, well, hold on. This episode was recorded seven months ago. <laughs> what I want you, I'm going to learn how to post them first of all, and which is going to take a lesson that I need to figure out. And then I want you guys to watch onward. Because I, I started it right after work, and I had to turn it off because that shit was garbage. So I hated it. Matt saw it in theaters. He was the last person to go to a movie theater. Oh, did you see it in theaters? I, yeah, I took my son. It was We were like one of the only people in the theater. <laughs> What'd you think? I, I thought it was all right. Oh, man. Garbage, I couldn't huh? get through it, dude. It was rough. Well, that's good. We do need to do something where we hate it. Because well, we I usually... hated it. All right. <laughs> Sounds like you like it. <laughs> Let's talk about onward then, uh-huh. dude. You got to watch it. You got a week to watch it. We'll just can, watch someone it get, can someone give me their Disney Plus account, please? Listen to this son of a bitch, dude. Sign Come on, the trial. You I already me, did. Man. I already did that too. Uh, Mandalorian was going on. You have your wife sign up for the trial. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. Maybe we should just review Mandalorian. Been, Don't sing the whole thing, or we're gonna get sued by Disney. Monetized. All right, all right thanks everyone. Learn. I'm gonna hit. Re- I'm gonna hit stop on the record. So all right, thanks to all our fans. Thanks to our four fans. We appreciate your support. Hey, if you we still listened, I'll give you Kyle's number, and you can text him and say thanks for being such a great. Hit me host. up. I got baby tigers on lock. <laughs>